Listener Production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me, Dreamliner. Hamish. I think you mean dream boat, but thank you. <laughs> Ahoy to me, A380. Oh, the biggest in the sky. <laughs> Is it, though? Isn't the Dreamliner maybe a little bigger? No. I, thought, I thought A380 was the biggest. A380. What's, oh, here we go. Andy's going to be some Russian cargo <laughs> plane <laughs> that can carry 10 tanks in it. <laughs> oh, the, the Spruce Concorde. Goose. Oh, the Concorde. <laughs> Although, yeah. Ando, Concorde. Yeah. Fly, the classic flame out, the all-time flame out. Yes, responsible for, I think, the demise of a few people and, uh, and yes. hence... Uh, All on board. Yes. If memory um, serves. Uh, a retired supersonic airline, <laughs> you would say. <laughs> and uh, I think they both agreed to stop. The Concorde and it the was company. agreed. Yeah, it um, was agreed to end them. Dreamliner, of course, the wide-body jet airliner by Boeing. Him mm-hmm. uh, Thank you. and the A380. Uh, it's a, a super large wide-body airliner, but that's an Airbus. It's the world's largest passenger airliner, yeah. right? But I think they're phasing them out. They're finding that the Dreamliners or the smaller ones are more efficient. So I think Hamish will be lent upon more in future. Powerful uh, analogy, but, isn't it, Jack? But then A380 came in, uh, no. rare. No, powerful analogy. You came in with your peanut butter and your bulking plan and your personal trainer to be the biggest bodied boy in the studio and you got too big and it turned out that a slightly less big bodied boy was more efficient and then the big boy got phased out. Two peanut butter sponsors was too many. Um, uh, Ahoy also to Aya, um, who uh, used the very easy-to-use system at hamishnanny.com. Ahoy, Hamish, Andy, and number six. I'm Aya, your smallest fan. I made a recording today because it was a loose end that my dad never finished. Anyway. Hello, my name's Daddy. Um, um, I'm your smallest fan. That was my sister Yasmin. She's four and I'm eight. Anyway, as I was saying, I think it would be great if you guys gave us a Hamish and Andy clean for being your smallest fans. Hopefully you can help us tie off this loose end. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, super cute. Second of all, you can't invent loose ends. No. Um, (laughs) uh, Third of all, you're definitely getting a token of no value. Fourth of all... Your parents, who obviously put you up to the recording, mm. are more than welcome to apply to the show to win a coin. Yes. We certainly can't just put something like that mm. in a trust fund and suddenly have you with a- access to that level of power power yeah. and financial and superiority. Yeah, yeah. And but um, thank you very much. From the big airliners to the smallest fans, it's a nice To the Cessnas. Yes. From the Jumbos <laughs> to the Cessnas. Very, very, very cute. Hey, we obviously have to talk about uh, Kip, your insider, your asset. Who, Trouble in the north. Yeah, who was um, going to um, head to both Spectacular Croc Jumping Tour and the original Croc Jumping Tour to see yep. if he could find out any more about the shenanigans that have gone up there. As the Croc Wars drag on, and, and they they are, first of all, they are dro- Croc Wars and they are dragging on. They're sort of locked in a stalemate, mm. a very tense environment mm. up in the north. Um, on on the river and it was discovered by you. Mm-hmm. You thought you were going for a holiday. You accidentally walked into a small business wall. Yeah. And yep. Kip 
where we left him was going on both tours. Yes. He's done it. He's <laughs> got in contact. Um, <laughs> now, he's infiltrated both tours yes. under the very clever method mm. of paying to go on both. <laughs> so yeah. it's not James Bond level stuff, no. obviously. Like, you know, good God, old, Bond, how did you get into the embassy? Yeah. I rung the doorbell and I joined the tour. <laughs> Brilliant. But he's done it. Mm. He's assessed them. We're going to chat to him in a second, but I want you to, these, I asked him for some voice memos and mm. he gave a very, very detailed report, actually several minutes long. Okay. Very funny, very thorough. I've just isolated a little bit here to play for you to give you an idea of how seriously he was taking this covert mission to assess the state of the the war, the croc wars that are going on, and to give you an idea of the dangers faced by us, you know, sitting here at HQ. Um, we don't face the dangers, but we're sending operatives, obviously, to the front line. Yep. It's nice to understand the dangers they face. Have a listen. Ahoy, boys. Number six. That's the mole reporting from the car. As you move through original, there's uh, what appears to be well-established infrastructure. We walked into one of those buildings to collect our tickets, which were booked under two passenger names of Jack Vaselpay or Weaselpay and my co-investigator, Han Molan. Now, obviously, we don't have Gmail accounts with those names, so when they asked uh, who Kip was, I had to evade and say, look, if, if friends booked those tickets, I'm, I'm Jack Weaselpay. So from the get-go, right, they're being questioned. There's heat (laughs) on them. So really amazing work by Kip to get through the defences of both companies. Yep. And he now joins us on the line to give us the full report. Can I I state off? Sorry, Kip, ahoy to you. Ahoy, boys. Can I I state this from the top? And and I think I'm speaking on behalf of our show, Ham, and correct me if I'm wrong. We are not out to establish which one is better. Right. They they both exist. They're both great. Yeah, yeah. That will never end the war. That will never end the war. What we're wanting to do is establish peace and yeah. find out what's gone on the, and and can, can it be mended? Yeah. And that's where Kip came in. We're hearing that the two of them don't even recognise that the other one exists at the moment, yeah. and they're just up the road. And there is a bridge in the middle that separates them, and neither company can cross under the bridge. That's where the territory, similar to a crocodile. Uh, that's where their territories start and end. Now, Kip, here's the fascinating thing from your report, and I'll let you elaborate. Mm. There is some crossing of the bridge going on. There is, and yeah, so Bill, I think Bill was on the show previously, reported that it's a checkpoint, Charlie, mm. north-south Korea-type zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Almost immediately, original reveal that they've got infrastructure north of the bridge. And even just eyeballing it, you can see even on a high tide, Boats and water quite easily getting underneath that bridge. So absolutely both can and reportedly do go north and south. So is it original incur like launching incursions into spectacular's territory or is it both <laughs> sides going into each other's territory? Uh, your word incursion, Ham, not mine, but original. So it sounds like <laughs> original original what they said to me was they're happy where they are, but they do go not north from time to time. Spectacular only went up north from what I could see. Do you get the feeling from Spectacular that when Original does go north of the bridge, that's kicking the hornet's nest a bit and Spectacular doesn't like that? That's the feeling on the water, Han. (laughs) (laughs) So to bring people up to speed, Original, you would think, is the original croc jumping tour because it has it in the name, but it's been the allegation has been that 
spectacular are actually the original. Yeah, um, and the original call themselves original to muddy the water. Yeah, yeah. And I think really if we're to negotiate a peace in the north, that's what discussions will come down to. Mm. Honing in on where the beef is. Yep. Then obviously not putting it on a stick over crocodiles because they'll jump up and eat the beef. <laughs> Traditional but chicken honing beef, in yeah. on where the problem is and and getting some sort of an agreement around that. Correct. Have you heard of any clandestine behaviour between them over the years? Like in, in the last 40 years, has there been any wrongdoings that make it very difficult for us to kind of land peace? Look, when I accepted the brief, I did start talking to a few um unnamed sources, mm -hmm. and, and those sources have reported to me that in around the COVID times, mm. there were some ported dealings and shenanigans with signs. Oh. So the defacing of signs or? The defacing of signs, allegedly. Okay. Like, for instance, and I'm not saying this happened, but it might have been a thing that you do to, I don't know, put a bra on one of the crocodiles or something, <laughs> or, or to have a speech bubble coming out of the crocodile on spectacular sign saying, I'd rather go to original or something like that. <laughs> something like that. And they, these were all reported um, at a, on a territory masthead reporting on these shenanigans, and then, and then the trail goes cold. All right. The newspaper lead is an interesting one. I think we talked to someone at the newspaper yeah, to, to get a bit of a lay of the land. I've got one more truth bomb if I can drop it. Oh, yeah. Sure. You, you don't want to walk out with an un unexploded bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on the boat of Original. We asked when was jumping discovered, and he says, this is an Original, 38 or 39 years ago, which puts them at 1984 and 1985. Mm -hmm. And then a fellow tourist follows up with, his interest was piqued, and he says, I suppose you discovered that by chance then. And the tour operator goes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Which was the saying. only chink in the armour for original that I could find. Okay. So, so, <laughs> quite no, because the other one I think what Kip's saying is, or did you hear that Spectacular was doing it? Because yeah. remember, original. Uh, we're second to market. That was the Allegedly. first bit of information which we thought, wow, that's that's blown it wide open. <laughs> They're claiming 1984, 1985, so we get, we got to get down to Spectacular. And find So we out. get over to Spectacular. Oh, okay. okay, cool. Yeah, this is the part I needed because I was like, I haven't heard the bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we even get on the boat, Spectacular, great setup, and they have these four pillars of information placards or like information signs. Mm -hmm. So on one of these pillars, it reads... Araki Aboriginal Corporation bought Spectacular in 2015, which is described on the pillar information post as a then two-decade-old business. In 2015? 2015, so that puts it at 1995. So Spectacular are admitting on their pillar they're from 95. That's what it looks like. But yet mm. we've heard evidence of them saying it was the 70s where they started jumping. Allegedly. Because now in this situation, what Kib's mm. found out is you take this testimony and you go, okay, that does put original first. Yeah. Some mm. 10 and years. I think, I think what you get from all this, you know, they said, she said, the post said, mm. um, the pillar said this, the plaque said that. You just, you realise that this is where the beef comes from. Yeah. I think. I think yeah. that there's a lot of conflicting stories. There's, mm -hmm. you know, then you mix it in with folk tales and the lore of the territory. Mm. 
And you just you you begin to understand where the where the grievances come from, yeah, don't you? I agree. Okay. Here's no, what we're going to keep. First of all, you win the golden feather of truth and investigation <laughs> yes. from me personally, and that's the highest award I can hand out. Yep. So you've got that locked away. Tell me what you think about this, Ando. Mm-hmm. I think we talked to someone at the newspaper. Yeah. I then then I think we're going to have a framework of what is, what is going on up there, and can we, as a show and a people, bring peace to the north? Whether it's two warring parties and then this new militia that we've heard of, mm. Crockspot tours, and you're always going to have messy factions and stuff. You <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. No yeah. conflict is, yeah. you know, modern warfare, you don't just have two clean sides. There's, people have got interests everywhere. So we get an idea of the land from the newspaper people, we speak to the heads of these armies, and we try to see if there's a chance that we, that we get up to the north and we sit down and we sign the peace contract. Love it. Kip, um, thank you very much for your time. We'll obviously still have to um, ingest the footage from your hat camera. <laughs> Once we do that, we should have all the answers we need. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Thanks, See Kip. Hey, with so much coming in for this show, we um, haven't really been doing our duty with updating people on powerful moves that will allow them to have the upper hand in social situations. We should get to that right now. Yep. Power move when getting a haircut and the hairdresser asks what kind of haircut you'd like, point to them in the mirror and say, well, first of all, definitely not anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a great reminder of what I think is almost this year's best one. Do you remember the shaved head one? If if you're going to shave your head anyway, just get a short back and sides and then go, actually, no, just shave it all. (laughs) When they're doing the mirror After check. they show you the mirror. God, that's a good one. Makes me want to shave my head. Um, Ando. Yeah. Power move. When you've got a tradesperson coming into your home to do some work, ask them to sign a non-disclosure agreement first. <laughs> this will leave them wondering if you're a significant person or a celebrity. Um, sorry, I should have said the first one was from Joel. Adler, and of one. course, that one there was from Derv. Uh, this one's from Butts Fartley. <laughs> Always good when Butts contributes. <laughs> um, less, uh, I'm unsure whether that's his real name. Um, power move. After somebody makes a minor complaint or comment about something annoying, refer to it later as a meltdown. <laughs> Example, before Hans has another meltdown about it, can we just enjoy put the milk in the fridge? <laughs> Really good. I mean, that that would be a good share house one. This is another good share house one. Um, best used in a situation after you've complained loudly about having to do something like late at night, like i.e., um, you know, oh god, I've got to go and like you know put the sheets on my bed, or like oh god, now I've got to go and wash up. Then if someone goes, oh, well, do you need a hand with that? Immediately say to them, nah, you just slow me down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There was someone in my life that used to, maybe an uncle or someone that used to give, yeah, like give me down. that. A, a it's a great way to shut down up. a generous offer. <laughs> yeah. um, Ham, this is from James, Power Move. He said, when filling out patient details, the new doctors or dentists, sometimes there's a field, there's a field for your name and sometimes there's a field for what you'd like to be called, you know, Jim instead of James. Write your preferred name as the chosen one. When the reception team come and say, can you let the doctor know that the chosen one is here, the entire waiting room will be very impressed. 
last final one here, Nando. Um, if you are a spectator at a marathon, oh yeah, um, or a long distance running event, and you're lining the you're, you're lining the fields and you're cheering for people, instead of cheering for people when they, when they run past, say in the same tone of voice, "Hurry up." <laughs> um, this gives the impression that people are bored and they'd like things to get going. <laughs> Haim, I'm sure you saw this coming on your side of the fence. Um, for people who don't know, go to hamishandy.com if you want to contribute to the show at all. 50% of the emails go to Haim, 50% go to me. We don't mm. know each other's. So sometimes if you write in having a go at me and it falls on my side of the fence, it goes to the bin. And I'm sure Hamish is pretty good at hiding a few of the ones that may have uncovered. Never seen one. (laughs) Never seen one. I appreciate that, guys. This came in a fair bit. I think a guy called Rory Jones summed it up. He said, I don't want to open the door to another witch hunt, but I will. And we don't think this is a witch hunt. This is more of a friend, casual... Which with inspection. Yes. More just not like you're not, not, we're not tearing the place apart, but we're sort of saying, well, oh, everyone, stop for a sec. Is there a witch in here? <laughs> and if there's not, like that's, that's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you smell just, just for our own safety. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. Carry <laughs> exactly. on. Carry on. So Rory writes, <clears throat> I've just finished listening to podcast ep 220, which saw the return of Pizza Lotto, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, thanks, mate. However, it left me with an uneasy feeling about the integrity of the game. The contestant, Alex, mentioned that he had practiced the game, so clearly had a premeditated plan going in. I'm not across the behind-the-scenes operation of the game, but based on the ease of winning and the confidence of the contestant, is it possible that he ordered the pizza? (laughs) (laughs) We've never considered this. Yeah. But it is, you have to admit, based on just the facts, Mm. that that is possible. Now, it's something we obviously hope didn't happen no. and hasn't happened, but much like you'd be less amazed in Tats Lotto mm. or Powerball to see someone win if they then turned around and went, I know I put those balls in there myself. Yeah, I ordered the it's, balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's less exciting for everyone enjoying mm. in the randomness of the victory. Amongst many others is another clean one from Logan Davis. He said, I have concerns regarding the most recent Pizza Lotto. My understanding is he knew was he was going to play Pizza Lotto. I hope no one could do this because couldn't they just order a pizza before the call? Yep. It's a good question. He said, watch out, there's some sneaky snakes out there. Hey, what it caused me to do is obviously as a jury of three, we need to work through all the evidence. So I've gone back and listened to Alex when yep. he joined us for Pizza Lotto. Um, this is the, the first part where he tells us, obviously he requested to play mm-hmm. and, uh, and he tells us about that. No, we can't always do this fire request, but we did get a request during the week as we were sifting through the emails and we thought, geez, he's got a good point. Haven't played Pizza Lotto for a while. Yeah. Noticed, Alex. Can I please play? So we yeah. did fall for the I've trap. God, I've absolutely walked into that, haven't I? <laughs> Whistling away. <laughs> so when we say that he's going to play, he joins us. He does say that he's practiced. Have a listen to this. Do you want to reveal what you're vibing at the moment, Alex? Well, I don't know. I've actually I've had a bit of practice. What does that even mm. mean? Yeah, I know. Let's let's listen to that again. Slow it down. 
No reason. Well, I don't know. I've actually I've had a bit of practice. <gasps> oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. Slowing down does make it sound a little bit guiltier. <laughs> What I mean, mean, aside from yeah, aside from calling up Domino's and going, "Hey guys, do you have a uh, Super Supreme in the oven?" And mm. then go, "Who? Uh, sorry, are you ordering one? No, just trying to get a net session in." Yeah, I don't know how a practice would happen unless you're just trying mm. to guess things. Mm. Unless Andy, you're right. Unless that is the guilty mind accidentally telling you what he's. What he's done. Which or is, he's trying to let us know that he's a great player so we don't smell a rat when he gets it straight You're right, away. you're right. Or it's, it's that, yeah, he's overcompensating, yeah. going, I'm going to win this so easily mm. that I need to Darren Brown them and plant something in their mind. <laughs> yeah, that goes, oh, that's why he won it so Oh, easily. he won because he's a practicer. practicer. Practice makes perfect. That's what, we tell, that's what you tell the kids at the yeah. clinics. Yeah. Um, he's a walking success story. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is yeah. the moment where he picks the pizza coming out during the game. What is your guess for what kind of pizza is in the oven? I'm going to keep it simple and we're going to go with a margarita. Very quick, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, we've we've had confident players before. It's very hard because you come in with a plan, you stick to the plan, that's okay, that's how the game is played. Mm. When you hear it with the, with the worry that he's guilty... Mm. It's like watching back the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire coughing thing <laughs> where, the, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you suddenly feel like you're hearing a person pretending to be uncertain but mm. actually happy with their choice and let's see how we go. Mm. Oh, my God, I've won mm. the million. Here's the most damning evidence, I think. His celebration isn't big. Yep. Okay. You and I go up. It, it, should, it, should be, mm. it should be the kind of person that's landed a 20 to 1 shot yep. because that's what it is. <laughs> What's the next pizza out, Pedo? The margarita come first. Now it's hard to obviously drill down in that, but similar to um, Law and Order SVU uh, or any of those shows, I've told Marshy to isolate. That- They'd be so stoked that you and Beck watch that every night because no one else in the world is referencing SVU. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I told Marshy isolate in yep. hands. He's pulled out just. The answer from Pino mm-hmm. and Alex's response. Have a listen. Got the stems. What's the next pizza out, Pino? The margarita come first. There's no surprise. Would you agree that, is, that yes. there is? Let's have one yep. more listen, but I don't think there's any surprise. What's the next pizza out, Pino? The margarita come a fist. You know what it feels like to me? It's got the wobble of, I knew it was the margarita out, but should I have done that? Yeah, yes. This is, this is like. Because there's a nervous giggle yes. at the end. This is like, you know, hey, guys, let's, let's run the scam um, where we take a cent out of everyone's account mm. and we should make a few thousand dollars. Check the account the next day. Oh, my God, That's there's two and a half million dollars in yes. there. Uh-oh. Oof. We shouldn't have done this. It's worked too well. Yes. And then someone at the office Christmas party goes, we should all just take a cent out as a joke. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that type of. Nah. Do you reckon head office could find out who did that? <laughs> <laughs> it is sounding a bit more like a witch hunt, even though we did not intend to do that. Um, but let's keep it as an inspection. Yep. And he's more of a, he's not, um, we're not calling him a witch yet. No. But he's sort of more of a, a magical lady of interest. Yes. So we thought, 
Not a complete witch, no, but that's what you are before a witch. Is that's right, you're just simply a magical lady. <laughs> yep. Perhaps. Yep. How I'm sorry, I'm going off the you know 1600s laws mm. here. How do you catch a witch? Of course, witch? we're cruel. How do you catch a witch? Set a trap. You trap them. Yep. So we've come up with a little integrity check. Um, we've had our producers in the background saying to everyone, in quotation marks, just Alex, that we're getting all the past Pizza Lotto winners together for another game. <laughs> this, we've put way too much work into this. <laughs> but he, Ando, as yeah. succinctly as you can, yeah. can you explain to people, A, what Alex will think, and then B, what a pass fail mm. is here for his integrity and how we will prove, much like the scientific rigour of the tests of the 1600, does she sink, does she float, mm. we will be able to prove if he is in fact a witch. The guise or the backstory is that Hamish has a lot of items left over on a back bench in his house that are unopened, that have been sent to him, and he's happy to give them all away. We're saying to Alex that he's got a chance to guess how many items, if he's so good at guessing, amongst all the other Pizza Lotto winners, yep. it's only Alex playing. So we're saying to Alex, hey, we're getting all the, yeah, the Pizza Lotto winners together because by rights, you guys should be the best guessers because mm. you've all had a really lucky guess. Mm. Now out of that pool, who can have the even luckier guess? We're trying to find the luckiest person and you win all the items. Here's the kicker. Mm. We're going to have Alex on hold. Podcast Mike is going to take him off hold and say, you're ready, you're up next. Then pretend to put him back hold, but as if he's made a fumble, mm. have his mic live and say, it's 16, isn't it? As in, that's That's Mike saying that to someone else in the room, revealing the answer. And then Mike will go, you know, oops, hopefully not that bad or acting, and put him back on hold. If, when Alex is asked, he doesn't mention anything and says 16, having heard the information that he shouldn't have. We'll have no choice. I think that's (laughs) where the stake (laughs) and the fire and the kindling. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, you have to go straight to Bunnings and get their best kindling. (laughs) Because I think that's what will... I mean, he's a witch. What we've also done is we've done a full <laughs> fake break of us playing this game. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> in the background. So when Alex is talking to Podcast Mike out, outside the studio in the airlock, he'll hear, we, I don't know why we went to so much effort, in the background he'll hear our voices going. Mm. So Mike, when Mike goes, oh, it's going on at the moment, mm. they're playing Blake's bloody big back backbench. <laughs> Have you got um, the open yeah, the, 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 Well, this is what it'll sound like in the background. All right, as we move for our past Pizza Lotto winners to who are playing in this championship round of... So that's you guys in the fake segment on air, yeah. and then this is the opener of the fake game. Blake's bloody big back bench of belongings. Great. Okay. Yeah. So again, just to recap for people, very complicated, <laughs> but the only way that we could tell if he's a witch... Um, if he reveals, mm. if he says, sorry, guys, I think I actually heard the answer off air. He's not a witch. He didn't cheat at Pizza Lotto. Yep. If he comes in and pretends to have a think about things or just <laughs> says 16 and doesn't ever reveal to us that he was privy to that information, mm. unfortunately, which, 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 burn, burn, burn. Yes. Um, Mike, uh, have you got Alex on hold out there? He does. Mike's now going to come in. Hey, Mike, how are you going? Good, thank you. Um, what have you said to Alex? Uh, he's currently walking to his car and I said, oh, you do that. I'll talk to you in a sec. Okay. So now so we'll he's getting, he's getting ready he's to getting play ready. the game. Yeah. And, uh, and you've told him how the game works? Uh, yes. Okay. I've told him what he has to do. 
Okay, um, so this requires Jack pressing the right <laughs> buttons as well. <laughs> so much. I mean, yeah, this could just backfire heinously. Yeah. So, um, do you know? Do you want to practice what you, how you're going to say it to him? We just want to go cold. Yeah, or? give us a practice, Mike. Oh, okay. Never hurts. Hey, Alex, are you there? Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, we're just about good to go. So you just got to yeah guess the amount of uh, belongings on the bench, and you get to keep them if you get the right the closest. Oh, one. what are the belongings? Oh, like. I can't tell you. It's a mystery. Yeah, mystery. Yeah, cool. Oh, do I want them? Yeah, they're good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But um, anyway, I'll I'll pop you on hold. Like what numbers between the belongings? Like (laughs) (laughs) we don't know, Ando. We don't know. Anyway, mate, I'll pop you on hold. Ask the guys all these questions when you're on. But um, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool, mate. I'll pop you on hold. All right. Is it sixteen, Carly? And that's the moment. Oh, yeah, is that so, enough? Oh. That wasn't enough, Mike. I couldn't oh. quite hear that. So oh, it might feel, I you might know. want to go louder. So let's practice your 16 bit again. Yeah. All right. But I'll... you don't have to whisper. You don't, <laughs> sorry, Mike, small note. Yeah, you but... don't have to whisper. Remember, you think he's on hold. Yeah, uh, true, true, true. Yeah. All right. I'll just pop you on hold, Alex. All right. Thanks, okay. mate. Awesome. Hey, it's 16, Carly, right? Is that good? No, well, where's oh, where your realization? Oh, he doesn't know. Mike, we only get one shot you, at this. You, you go, you go there, then you go, oh. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. One more time. Do you want to do Oh, okay. I do, actually, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, thanks, Alex. Hey, okay. It's 16, Carly, right? Oh. Okay. That's okay. That's got it all. Yeah, that's why you do rehearsal. <laughs> that's why you rehearse. That's okay. fine. That's fine. We figure it out at the table. Um, okay, Jacko, play our background bed. Okay. Then all bring right. him off hold. As we move Good luck, everyone. Right. Here we go. He's coming off hold when I give you a thumbs up, Mike. We're playing in this championship round of guessing. Alex, are you there? Intuition. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Hey, Mike. Thanks for waiting, Matt. Um, hey, uh, I'm just going to pop you over to the boys now to play the game. So you're just going to have to guess the number. Do you get how it all works? It's going to be pretty easy. Yeah, should should get it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, I'm going to pop you on hold now and I'll put, pop you through to the studio. Thanks, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that cheers. It's 16, right, Carl? Oh. Okay. Stopping the fake recording there. I thought you. I thought we were still rehearsing with the background. I need to you. Come on, well, we're into it now. The fish is on the hook. We got to keep going. We'll analyze it later. So Alex is just across it. Alex is on real hold now. He can't hear any of this yeah. part, but yeah. he, if he was aware, he we would have got through all of that. <laughs> I thought we were doing another rehearsal with the background noise. I didn't know why. Full disclosure, Jack. Above you, there was an ad for the hundred on. <laughs> I was watching the. I was watching an ad for the hundred. Nah, all good now. I don't think he flinched. I don't think he flinched. I think we're okay, but it was it's the first a... time I've ever seen Andy shee you away from your own radio show. <laughs> and I was like, who's this guy? Oh, we're hey, doing can it. We just say, though, well that was done, good, Mike. Mike well done, Mike. I was losing it beside you, hold nose type giggling, and you managed to yep. execute. Um, anyway, the line's in the water. He's yeah, we've got to keep going. He's on. Going. Okay. Um, Hang on. So now what we're doing is as if it's live. Yep, yep. When I bring Alex back, well, we'll we're start chatting the first. game. Yeah, yep. we'll start chatting first. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and to his mind, we're, in, we're mid-game. Yep. Yes. Yep. Are we mid-game or are we beginning the game? No, mid-game. You've just yeah. had the previous. So now uh, we've got Alex. Okay. I, I think the fake caller was Angela before. Okay, great. Yep. Okay, we'll go first though, yep. yeah? Yep. You start now okay. and I'll give you a thumbs up when he's on. 
Not a bad guess from Angela. Okay, so we go from Angela to Alex. Ahoy, Alex. Ahoy, boys. Happy birthday, Andy. Oh, I don't know how to celebrate them. Uh, Now, (laughs) Alex, as a former Pizza Lotto winner, your magical guessing ability should be firmly dialed in. Are you feeling magical tingles today? I'm feeling very dialed in. However, boys, Hmm. I have a bit of a confession to make, and I think Mike might know what's going on with this. What's that? Before he transferred me over to you fellas, I may or may not have heard him accidentally say aloud the number of goodies on the table. So I don't know what we want to do here, fellas. Well, <laughs> well done, Alex. Alex, well Alex done. guess what? It's a test. <laughs> <laughs> it was a test. Oh. Did you think it was a test, Alex? Uh, no, not really. It seemed It seemed a bit... Fishy, but no, I, Mike sold it, to be honest. First of all, under the rules of our own witch trap, yeah. you've passed. You've passed. Um, you've passed the test and you've displayed honesty. Because, Alex, guess what the allegation is against you? Oh, no. Do you have Mate, any- I live in Perth. How could I have known what margarita was coming out next? <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. You. That's more <laughs> like the Alex-, Alex we wanted to see on the day of winning, not the man that seemed to know what was happening. Yeah. You, oh, no. It's been alleged that you ordered the pizza. One of our own, eh? Mm. <laughs> One of our own, yeah. Listeners, uh, several listeners of the show when it just seemed too slick when he won Pizza Lotto. Is there a chance that he ordered the pizza moments before playing from Pino himself? Even I think I think Pino would, Pino would even testify that there was no margarita ordered in the name of Alex. But look, I'm glad. I'm glad I've, I've held yeah. up as it was saying. I mean, you could have used a different name, <laughs> yeah. but what he we, we would probably surprised with the accusations. So that's you that do sound yeah. surprised. Alex, you've passed with flying colours. You've passed um, with flying colours, Alex. And look, I'm just going to throw one thing out there if we really want to put this thing to bed because we've had our controversies with Pizza Lotto before. Mm. Pino, is he Italian? Is yeah. he not Italian? That, that required a lot of work. <laughs> He's very Italian, yes. um, as I always maintained. Now, you know, Alex, did he order the pizza himself? Did he not order it himself? I think everyone's heard you clearly pass the witch trap successfully, which mm. is great. Mm. Um there will be some people that, are con- that have still a few seeds of doubt because it's like not only to them, in the worst case scenario, maybe you were a witch who ordered your own pizza to then win Lotto and you were a witch that smelt the trap you were in and were able to extract yourself successfully from it. Of course, we could just go back to the day that we played Pizza Lotto and a simple send-in of the phone records from your phone from that day <laughs> would, solve, would, of course, solve mm. things mm. to show that no Zio Pinos was dialed by you. <laughs> That's up to you. I'll, I'm going to give you a pass without the phone records. Yeah, I've, I've I know that there'll be. Phone I know there'll be some that would still need to see them, but of course, completely up to you. Yeah, of course. Well, I'd be happy to provide them. Yeah, but I appreciate that, fellas. I do. Alex, well yeah. played, mate. Token of no value coming your way. Appreciate it, fellas. Cheers, Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Hey, you told a story about a neighbourhood bird. Um, as in as a pet bird that got away yeah. um, just recently. And we're having we, a little bit of a giggle about the expectation that if anyone finds that bird, can they please return it? Because it didn't seem like birds were easy to go and grab. They have the capacity to, like we lost our rabbit bugs when we were younger, mm-hmm. um, like when we were kids. And 
you know, the TV show Hunted hadn't been devised at the time, but if we did have the detectives from Hunted yes. um, on from Channel 10 in that control room, realistically they would have drawn up a map of five blocks yep. and gone, this is where we think the rabbit is. Mm. thing about a bird is they have a huge range. Yeah. And if they really wanted freedom, you, you do feel like mm. they're gone and, and they're out of there. Well, your comments seem to have angered the bird community. Yes, I did. I received a few of these on my side of the fence. <laughs> It, it literally has thrown a cat amongst the pigeons. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> or the pigeon fans. Um, and a lot of bird watchers, twitchers have come forward and uh, and they want to state their claim. And I... Uh, well, are bird... I mean, bird watching, keeping a bird as a pet, are they different things? Because I feel like if question. you... It seems a bit odd, actually, if you're a bird watcher, then you capture one and have it right there so you can watch it all the time. It feels a bit, it feels a bit intimidating for the bird that you're just at the cage staring at it. I agree. Doesn't I, I, that take the thrill out of bird watching? Isn't bird watching more of a treasure hunt kind of You're right. Thrill? I don't think too many bird watchers would have pet birds. I think they're probably the opposite type of person. They love the thrill of seeing one in the wild. I mean, there was worry at the start of the year if too much fishing chat was going to bore the listeners. <laughs> and I can't believe we might have found a less exciting area. Um, so I just want to read a couple of testimonials that have come Please in, do. that uh, complaints do. against Hamish, and I don't want to stereotype, but I'll try and put on a voice that I think mimics the type <laughs> of... <laughs> if this was caught, this is where the defence would go, objection, um, makes us look silly, and the judge would go, I'll allow it for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one came in from Jasmine Meek. I just wanted to share a quick, <laughs> a quick story after hearing the bird pet scenario last episode. We had a bird growing up and one day he got out. We decided the bird was gone for the same reasons you mentioned That's and moved on with our lives. However, a few days later, a young boy knocked on our door with a bird on his shoulder. <laughs> Bird on his shoulder. Our budgie must have flown around for a bit before missing domestic life. He found this young boy down the road and wouldn't leave him alone. The boy decided the bird was must be a domestic pet and went to a few doors in the street to see if it was their pet. <laughs> That's not what happened. The, the, luckily, uh, we taught our bird our address. All right, 17. And, and 17 that's, Wilson's Grove. And that's how our missing bird returned to us. So really, I suppose there is hope for Diane may return if oh, she decides name, yep. she doesn't suit the wild. That's true. It makes <laughs> the posters irrelevant, though, because <laughs> Diane knows she's lost, so she wouldn't see the posters and go, oh, OK, Ooh, yeah, better go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more. This is from Chip Richmond. Sounds fake. Ah, I'm one of the bird. <laughs> I'm one of the bird people that Hamish don't doesn't understand. Birds, <laughs> birds can be microchipped like dogs and have ID bands on their legs. So yes, they can be found if lost. Laughing emoji. Don't know why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can cuddle pat birds if they're tame. Ha 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 ha! Just FYI, please contact to discuss further. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. I think we covered it all. Out we covered it all. Um, I do have a live testimonial for us as well, though. Um, let's see if I'm giving an accurate representation of the type of voices that bird, <laughs> bird lovers <laughs> have. Yeah, bold move to do the voice and then have one on live. Uh, Jackson, uh, ahoy to you. Ahoy, boys. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Now, do sorry, you... I, I don't, uh, don't have that voice. <laughs> it's okay. Jackson, Jackson you... you are a bird person. Hmm. 
Um, I wouldn't say I'm a bird person. Our family owned a bird. Great. Yep. Now, okay. do, do you want the backing music to tell us your story? Uh, uh, sure. Okay. Jackson, what happened to you? Um, well, playing uh, backyard cricket uh, back in 2012 and uh, just saw a bird, pink and grey galah, fly out behind uh, the wikikeeper mm-hmm. and thought, oh, that's not our bird. There's no way. Um, but went and checked and he was gone. Okay. Uh, we put it on uh, Facebook that uh, we lost our bird, thinking that's gone, not having anything with that. Yeah. Uh, but four days later, someone said, oh, I think there's a bird outside our house that, uh, that fits the description. And, uh, <laughs> to the birdmobile. <laughs> and uh, it was him. And so you and went- so he was, he was just loitering. Was he just hanging around outside the house? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's pretty domesticated, so being out in the wild for four days, uh, he wasn't too keen. And so, how Okay, did, how so there is go- a bit of a pattern here that if you have a domesticated bird, mm. they do, it's like Shawshank Redemption, isn't it, with beans, uh, yeah. gets out and then realises can't hack life on the outside, like is it yeah, only, knows, only knows life in prison. Yeah, yeah. Was it beans? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm racking my brain as to what the character was no, called. No, it was the guy that engraves oh. it in the movie on the on Reeves. the post. Brooks. 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 There we go. Came so, back to me. Brooks. Brooks. He's one of the inmates. He finally gets paroled after, you know, 40 years. Doesn't understand life on the outside. Yeah, tries that's to what, work at the supermarket and just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what birds perhaps are feeling. So mm. you, you think you, they think they want their freedom, but was your bird very happy to come home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won food. He uh, wasn't uh, not too keen on those worms. He wanted the bird seed. Yeah. And what was your bird's name? Uh, George. George. And so to get George, did you like just go, Come here, on, George? Open the back of the divvy van. <laughs> <laughs> or did someone have to kind of climb up and get him from a truck? Like that's the um, part that I don't see. Yep. Recapturing. That yeah. Um, well, he kind of likes to dance. So we sort of just sang to him and he danced all the way over to us and jumped back to the cage. <laughs> that took a turn? <laughs> like a snake charmer. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Well, so we've learned... Recommend, is, that, is that common for all blackbirds? If, you, if we see what we think is a pet bird in the wild... It, it probably wants to go back, back to its owners. And, and, we'll, and we're probably best to sing at it, to dance its way. Mm. I can't vouch for all bird owners, but uh, this one here, yeah. What, what song did you sing? Um, uh, it's just um, Sing it. just dance cocky over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> how does it go? Yeah, how does it go? It's just dance cocky, dance cocky, and it just comes. Yeah, I'd come to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you so much, and apologies to all the bird lovers out no, there. We we've all learned all a lot. We've learned a lot. And um, case closed. Yeah, case closed. Correspondence closed. Chapter closed. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.